no, 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 I'm your host, Anthony Mays. I'm joined by Jake Hoy, Ian Liu, and Corey Hammond. This week, the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning, except when it's just the end of Dark Season 3, Episodes 7 and 8. Episode 7, Between the Time, is a mind-blowing episode that jumps around in time, connecting many loose ends between the 33-year cycles. Start with a cold open. What is reality, and is there only one of them, or do several realities coexist? This is the voice of H.G. Tanhouse. What we're seeing is very reminiscent of the lecture in Devs. Yes. In that mind-blowing fifth episode, we've got three boxes showing up on the screen. Three, Jake! Yes, three of them. And H.G. Tanhouse demonstrates Schrodinger's cat. Before observation, both quantum realities are possible. It exists in two superposed states, but what if the simultaneous existence of life and death also applied to the macrocosmic world? Could two different realities potentially exist side by side? Could we manage to split time and allow it to run in two opposite directions? And if so, how many different realities could exist side by side? We see young Eva going to get young Jonas, then split screen, where she is stopped short by Bartage, or not Bartage, something we haven't seen before. Bartage says Adam will kill her and doesn't want to stop the apocalypse, promises to show her the origin, and takes her away with the orb apparatus. <laughs> Doing it again. To me, this was a retelling of what we heard in the previous episode from Ava, drawing the infinity symbol, I guess in the Zen garden on that tabletop. Remember yeah, that? having two, two different outcomes. Yeah, the apocalypse sand. <laughs> The apocalyptic sand, yeah. So she was saying, you know, the two choices, right? So now he's telling it to us again. I found this whole season, it's basically about people telling you two, three, four, five times what's happening, right? Just a little, yeah. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> yeah, he's telling me again. <laughs> no, it's like, no way. One more time? Mm, hasn't been drilled in enough. <laughs> In 1974, we see middle-aged H.G. Tanhouse working in his shop. 
We'll see that his son's family died on November 8th, 1971. I'm pretty sure November 8th is the day of the apocalypse in Eva's world. Yeah. And that his granddaughter was named Charlotte. This is the big reveal, right? Did you feel like you were getting it at this point? Because I don't think I it totally clicked for me yet. I mean, the thing that lingered was the story of the two peculiar women bringing her to him, right? Mm -hmm. That's all we had to go on. So suddenly it's like, ah, he made that story up. It just fit with the other stories we've been watching. But he didn't make it up. He made a part. He deceived on a part of the story, right? Your origin. What was her origin? Her origin. Her parents are the He retrieved her from the river, essentially. No, 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 no. You don't think so? I thought the daughter just died or the granddaughter died. And then when he got a new baby, he decided to name her Charlotte after. He just named her that? Well, after the other one passed away. Okay. I see what you're saying, Jake, but. Suspicious. Yeah. I don't think that Tan House in Adam's world is a traveler. I don't even know how much he knows. About all this. Oh, I see what you're saying, because the parents would have been there with her. I gotcha. Yeah. We see Charlotte and Elizabeth go get baby Charlotte, and those are the two strangely dressed women. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that he was telling the truth about that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. You're right. You're right. Baseball's <laughs> taking away some of my memory of that episode. <laughs> all good. In 1974, we then see him go in the bunker, as there's a long voiceover here talking about reversing death. Life is defined as what lies between birth and death, and then it exists there in infinite versions. It's like, okay, time is a flat circle type talk. Eventually, he's going to build the time machine with an yet another extremely long old HG voiceover. We've got the dope time lapse where he's assembling the time machine over 12 years to 1986. And at this point, I still kind of thought he was in Adam's world. Yeah. But I thought that he was going to cause the first event, which he does. So that's where my head was at. Well, my head was at this is the backstory on 1986, because that was right. the other great mystery of the show is they never told us the inciting incident. Mm -hmm. All we knew is that something was unleashed in that moment. So when we're watching it, this must be that, but I wasn't, sh but like you, Maze, I, I was assuming it was in one of the parallel worlds. Because also that it could just be something that keeps repeating itself, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to jump around a lot. So 2021, Adam's World, No and Elizabeth are working on the tunnel. They reach the Sigmundus door. Elizabeth looks at the pocket watch and asks Noah to tell her about paradise where their pain will be erased and the dead will live again. Back in 1890 in Adam's world, Tesla Jonas finally got a radiation suit. He's working on the God particle <laughs> while he's fixing it. He gets zapped pretty good on the arm. Okay, dude, dude, let's talk about this because the whole time I'm thinking... May said the event it's gonna be like a big accident, you know. And, oh, and I'm man. thinking he's gonna get the full on zap, dude. Like the I thought the arm thing was just a tap. It was definitely a tease, something that the show likes to do. Maybe he just got zapped a bunch of different times. That's how he got all the scars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were trying to. Seemed a little reckless, didn't it? Of course. <laughs> yeah, you think after the first zap, he would uh... <laughs> like, dude. 
<laughs> Turn the shit off first. <laughs> Put in some like OSHA safety measures or something to keep himself from getting electrocuted. But just gonna walk into that socket over there and move a couple things around. See if I get this working stronger. <laughs> and then I'm gonna do it repeatedly, like thirty times. Bartage is staring out the window, complaining. Tesla Jonah says it will work. I saw it work in the future. That's Uh, my favorite line. And they always say shit like that, right? Yeah, like I'm going to believe that. Yeah, we never know when anyone's telling the truth anymore at this point. That's just a given. I just don't believe what anyone ever says. Now, in Bartosh's defense, he did time travel back to this spot all of a sudden. He didn't know what the hell was going on. (laughs) Bartosh complains about not stopping the apocalypse, but Jonas is focused on destroying the origin. Celia arrives and buries her yellow radiation suit in the woods. Adam has sent her to stop Bartosh from leaving. It works. Sometimes I think it'll never stop raining. And with that one line. (laughs) I I thought that was great. A little handshake and and a girlfriend. That's enough to to shut Bartage up. That's all he cares about, girl. <laughs> Do you think Stupid that was strategic ass? on Adam's part? Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, man. <laughs> Distract him with the girl. I love it. Now, I loved how we learned the purpose of her taking those clothes from Marta. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was a vice. Okay, that's why they did that move. I mean, the show was very good about answering every piece of the narrative they set in play. It's just how they answered it. And in what world? 2023 Adam's World, young Jonas and mid-Claudia still can't crack the white dwarf star particles outer layer. Jonas looks despondent. Claudia doesn't want him to lose hope. There's that great shot where they're hosing off the radiation suits in the giant dilapidated building. Beautiful. Jonas goes back to his house, looks at his family photo, looks at the spot where Martha died, goes up to his dad's studio and tries to hang himself. (laughs) Enter young Noah with the knife, cutting him down because Adam has promised him salvation. You can't take your own life because your older self already exists. Time won't allow it. No matter what you try, something or someone will always stop you from doing it. Young Noah takes him to the cave, says they'll become friends before Jonas betrays him. How did we feel about this scene that played out where it was uh, disallowed to terminate? This scene and then, I mean, jumping ahead to the end of the episode. I don't know. It looks like Jonas has just been trying to kill himself for 66 years and like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just right. can't find a way and then he's, he's sad like, guy finally like as a super super old one he's like this is it i'm finally gonna do it finally and then it doesn't work and he's just like fuck <laughs> this is the thing he's been on a suicide he mission chooses death. all this yeah, time that was one thing ava was right about is that he chooses death but he can't yeah death doesn't want him at one point earlier in season two he basically recycles the same speech my older self already exists, so I can't kill myself. He says that to, like, uh, Mickle, or... Is it to Noah? It might be to Noah. When Noah tries to kill him and the gun won't shoot? No, I don't think it's that. Yeah, I thought he was younger. This idea has come come back before. I remember it. Well. If your older self exists, you're caught in a causal loop. It was a tough one for Jonas to take, man. <laughs> he didn't like that news. 
Yeah, I think that was mid Jonas. So like he would have already yeah. heard it from young Noah. By the way, mm-hmm. mid Jonas looks really weird without facial hair. Like <laughs> yeah. I, a few times I was like, who is that? Oh yeah. He's a young man. <laughs> he looks a lot more like Jonas without the facial hair too. Yeah, super weird. We get all kinds of in between Noah's and Claudia's Claudia. and Jonas's yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in this trip. episode. Oh my god, the bouncing around was like oh, wow. Speaking of the bouncing around, I really like the the giant years. Yeah. Yes, that's super helpful. Yeah, yeah, like was... when it was at the bo- small thing at the bottom of the screen, not not that convincing. <laughs> just like where are we again? Yes. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that for the. Yeah, they only did it for the last time. <laughs> could have could have been helpful. Yeah. Well, that was intentional, though. 1904 Adam's World, Celia gives birth to Hanno. Bartage has really shitty facial hair. <laughs> so bad. <It's> so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. It's like glued on. They aged him up, right? Oh, God, it was terrible. He's got crazy eyes, too. Then we go back to HG in the bunker, talking about fate playing a cruel game. No resistance, no obstacle is great enough to stop one from pursuing one's will. We will only be able to let go when we have finally attained our goal once and for all. This is the time-lapse sequence where he's assembling the time machine over 12 years, taking us to 1986. Jake, I was thinking that this machine kind of looked like the orb, so I thought maybe it was even Eva's world. Interesting. Yeah. Be the predecessor, the stepping stone. Although, the third world thing definitely out there we're definitely thinking about it and then also i hadn't really thought that hg is probably a reference to hg wells who famously wrote the time machine oh oh of course yeah (laughs) just like hit me like a brick wall just now (laughs) i was still thinking that he was in adam's world but then i was thinking that he had already seen the apparatus like the little suitcase one right he had already seen that in like the 50s, right? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have built his own. Yeah, he wouldn't have built a new one from scratch if he already kind of knew what that that one existed. Yeah. 2040 Adam's World. They switched out Jonas and Noah into the mid versions, but Claudia is just mid Claudia with gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> They finally crack the outer layer of the white dwarf and the god particle emerges, but it's still unstable. Noah doesn't trust Claudia. Mid-Jonas doesn't trust Adam. Says there are no other worlds. What an idiot. (laughs) Mid-Jonas says he won't become Adam, thinks he can change things. This portal will work. I've seen it in the future. (laughs) Yeah, everything repeats itself. (laughs) <laughs> Noah says Claudia is gone for days, questions her knowledge, and believes she's hiding things. Claudia reports to not Claudia that Jonas has no idea about <laughs> Eva's world. The plan has been to delay making the particle work. Claudia asks if Eva knows everything, then asks not Claudia if she ever met old Claudia. Mid-Claudia realizes that she must divert from the path of repeated suffering and untie the knot to save Regina. Think neither Eva or Adam know that path, but I'll find it in my world or yours. And she shoots not Claudia in the face. Yeah. Takes the orb, takes the clothes. Beautiful. Quick little makeover. Tie that hair back. Yeah. <laughs> 
great moment. What a power move by Claudia here. This was awesome. Oh, man. Were you not, like, stunned by that shooting? Yeah, well, just shooting yourself in the face is just such a weird concept. That's got to be such a trip. Her reaction was perfect, too. Yeah. yeah. Don't. <laughs> and she was terrified. I mean, she couldn't believe I, it. It was a great move. It's a great move. Claudia really emerged once again. We were we were asking where she was at, what was she was up to in the middle of this season, and now we know she brought it home. Yeah, yeah. This is what Westworld was unable to do with <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> yeah, Arnold never shot himself in the face with quite as much authority. As Claudia. Old Eva with brown hair asks why she didn't bring Claudia but doesn't seem too concerned and then gives her the blueprints for the time machine to deliver to herself to deliver to Tanhouse. Not complicated <laughs> instructions. This is a nice detail, though, because they have well established that not everything happens the same way all the time, right? They can only necessitate things or, or instigate things in the right direction, even though they will end up falling in the right direction, it seems. But here she accepts that Noah's distrustful, keeping a watchful eye, you know? Yep. I like that. I thought they did a great job with that. We're just buying the fact that old Eva didn't realize which Claudia that was. It's a she disruption. Yeah. She, we have to buy. I was <laughs> wondering, I think like you, they, they played it so you might think she seemed she like she might have been a it. little suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Did she even look at her? Yeah, she she looked at her, her. yeah, and like looked at her for a while. Okay, she kind of. Well, I mean, they look exactly the same. Yeah, the thing <laughs> is, how could you know the difference? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who would have thought that Claudia could play a convincing not Claudia? <laughs> Certainly not Claudia. Nineteen ten, Adam's world. Celia gives birth to Agnes and dies in childbirth. Trauma. Or trauma, dude. Trauma is necessary to perpetuate the story. Pay it forward. Yeah, pay it forward. Great job, Bartosh. See, you've been busy, dog. All right, good for you, man. 2041, Adam's World. Mid-Elizabeth asks Mid-Noah about paradise again. Slightly older Elizabeth and Mid-Charlotte steal baby Charlotte behind their backs. Trauma! <laughs> Noah runs to the bunker, believing Mid-Jonas is responsible that this is the betrayal that Adam foretold. I wish you all the suffering in the world, Noah says. Don't worry. He's got plenty of suffering to go. (laughs) Wait, so you guys know I was talking about the dubs versus the subtitles, right? And how I I listened to both of them. In the dubs, that was a completely different line. It was said, I wish you end the suffering. No way. Because that's like a different, that's like totally different. That makes no sense. Completely changed the scene, right? So yeah, I just did not know which one. Sounds like a typo. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Someone wasn't paying attention. I went, with the, I went with the subtitles on this one for sure. But... Like, they got to stop like farming this stuff out to like Fiverr. It's some real you like Fiverr people. Right <laughs> 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 Noah promises Elizabeth he will bring back baby Charlotte and takes the Triketcher notebook. Old HG voiceover. A man can do what he wills, but he cannot will what he wills. Another callback. Back to HG in the bunker. 
All the paths we take in our lives, every decision that we make is guided by that which we desire deep inside ourselves. We cannot fight that desire. It determines every one of our deeds, no matter how grave and unimaginable they seem. Stares at the family photo before initiating his apparatus. The photo is shown so much, we really should have known that there is more to it. Yeah, but I feel like they they just have so much stuff that they show over and over again. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was definitely in my mind this whole time, but I just didn't... We'll get to it more in the finale, but it's an interesting way to tie it all together, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. We'll, we'll get back to this. 1911, Adam's World. Hannah arrives with the child while mid-Bartage is working on a car and he recognizes Celia from her scar. Bartage tells Hannah that Jonas has changed. Traveling has left its mark on him. <laughs> now, the scariest person in the show to date, Scar Jonas, a.k.a. Scar Joe. Yeah. Staring at his painting in the Sigmundus lair. <laughs> yeah. He's already entered the staring phase, by the way. <laughs> and, and he's already made his last move on clothing. So he just went straight from working relentlessly on a time machine to just totally. staring at a painting, waiting for people to show up. <laughs> with no drink no drink at hand just hand behind your back kind of classy like very posed hannah introduces scardo to his sister says eva showed up at her door you're right it's all my fault i ruined everything but now i'm here says hannah finally hannah admits it <laughs> She's like a terrible mom. Been waiting the whole series. We're so far past this, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> now, if Ulrich could admit it, I mean, then I would buy a phone and everything. Oh, man. Well, and he just hates her at this point. He knows everything. He's been around the block so many times. He's seen the whole narrative unspool around him. You know, he knows yeah. every detail. And now he knows why his father hung himself. Scarjo slowly removes Hannah's hand from his face and goes back to staring at the painting. This is the thing. This to me, this whole story on on Jonas's part is just unpeeling the death of his father and coming up with an elaborate, fantastical narrative as to how he could have gone about saving him. Yeah, but you think that was Hannah's fault? Why he hung himself? I mean, from a he was cheating on her. You take the time travel out of the story, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it but sort of is like the, the original. Travels. You can't take the time travel out of the story, though. Yeah, the time no, that's the fantastical it's... narrative yeah. that, that Jonas in the mental hospital has created for yeah. himself. Because <laughs> that was the original trauma for him. Yes. Because Mickle's wife is sleeping with his dad. Yeah, that's traumatic. But there's time travel involved. <laughs> <laughs> but there's time travel involved. You're taking the time travel thing as a literal thing, Mace. I'm saying it's just a Symbolic. metaphor. Symbolic, yeah. <laughs> mm. It's a metaphor. It's a symbol, like a tri Yeah. Later that night, it rains! No shit. Scarjo creeps on Hannah while she's sleeping, says Celia doesn't belong here. All the pieces have to be in position, but Hannah and Celia are in the wrong place. He strokes Hannah's cheek and calls her Mama. So creepy. Before strangling her while Celia sleeps peacefully. Trauma! Revenge. I like it how when he carries Celia out of the room, too. It's like, oh, yeah, mom's just sleeping. Yeah. And she totally looks dead. Like, she's just, her her arms are all over the place. Like, (laughs) "Ah, I'm dead. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. Just let her sleep. 
1920 Adam's World, Mid-Noah arrives and meets young Noah. Adam is waiting for Mid-Noah in the lair. I know you think I lied to you, that I took Charlotte away from you, but I did it. Well, not yet, my dude, but you will. <laughs> Adam says Noah is right. Claudia lied to all of them. He asks about the Triketra notebook, says to find the missing pages, and that Helga will help him. Everything in life happens in cycles. Sunset is followed by sunrise over and over. But this time, it will be the last cycle. Sure. It's never the last cycle. Oh my god, these cycles, like, that's the whole thing about a cycle. So many. Just add infinitum. Infinite. Yeah. 2052, Adam's World. Old Claudia has completed her bunker string wall, says the god particle can be stabilized, tells Mid-Jonas to follow the same path, but this time he will succeed. You must never lose hope. Old Claudia says, and she rips out the pages of the notebook. And there's just a freaking crazy sequence. We were talking about how these episodes always hit a sequence at the 10 minute mark where they play some song really loud and cut yeah. to everything. <laughs> yeah, this was a, such a good sequence. And this essentially recapped the first two seasons. All the poignant moments. You got mid Jonas with police looking for Mickle in the woods. Noah's in the bunker with the chair. Old Claudia's waiting for mid Claudia in her office. Mid Jonas is drawing. Follow the signal and red marker on the cave map. Noah's meeting with Bartage, his dad. Old Claudia giving Mid-Claudia the map, telling her to stop Adam. Mid-Jonas goes to the cave. Old Claudia and Mid-Claudia digging for the apparatus, which I think is still one of my favorite moments. Yes. When Old Claudia buried the time machine in the past. and It's like a Gregory Crudson photograph, Maze. Mm. Noah sending Helga in the chair. Young Jonas entering the tunnel. Mid-Claudia using the apparatus. Old Claudia apologizing to Mid-Egon. Old Egon's death calling Mid-Claudia the white devil. Noah opening the notebook June 27th, beginning the last cycle. Noah killing Claudia, discovering that Charlotte is his daughter. Mid-Jonas returning to Hannah. Noah finally finding Mid-Charlotte. You're not my father! <laughs> That's impossible! Mid-Claudia coming back to Regina. Noah throwing the pages at Adam. Young Jonas creeping on himself with Martha at the beach. Mid-Jonas leaving the St. Christopher medal on Martha's pillow. Agnes killing Noah. Young Noah leaving the church and entering the bunker. Young Jonas and Martha together before Adam kills her. Mid-Jonas taking everyone back to 1888. Martha bleeding out. Noah dying. Claudia's corpse. Not Bartage taking young Eva away. Woof. Yeah, you can call this whole montage, this is how this happened. Yeah. <laughs> or this is why this happened montage. The last cycle. Yeah. Do it again. I liked it. Eva's Lair 2053. Bartage takes young Eva back to old Eva, says she is the light. Isn't it peculiar that one feels the most aversion towards the people who are most similar to oneself? That line is repeated. Once again, old Eva believes she could never repeat this moment, but now, 66 years later. She understands that some pain is never forgotten. Slashes young Eva across the face. Great moment. Calls it a memento. Yeah. Basically, we got Jonas a nihilist and Marta became a sadist. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like what the fuck, man? <laughs> choosing us is choosing life. Choosing Adam is choosing death. So it's this interesting little knot here that happens where Eva needs to have her younger self take Jonas to her world 
in order to get her pregnant, but then also needs Bartage to stop her from doing that to save her own life. It's fucking fucked up duality. This is one of those moments where I whisper what the fuck to myself. (laughs) When I was trying to come up with theories for the finale, I was trying to come up with some way that the origin man was neither Adam or Eva's kid. Mm, And that interesting. He was actually born when the nuclear abortion happened. Man, origin man. What a misdirect. Yeah. I was a little mad about that. Yeah. Well, that was a good misdirect, though. Well, yeah, but I had my doubts, though. Like, remember when I wasn't convinced <laughs> after watching that episode? I was like, I don't know. It still doesn't feel like the origin, but I'll it's take like it. It's like you needed somebody who was just in it to get shit done. Had no emotional <laughs> connection to anything. That's true. You know? No ties to the past. Ray Donovan. Just surfing mama. You know, just out. Hey, mama, slice my lips so I never forget whose team I'm on. Oh, my God. (laughs) Give me a little Chinatown lip. Back in the nuclear power plant, Adam's World 2053. Adam completes his transdimensional apocalyptic nuclear abortion and young Eva disappears. But he is confused that he still exists. We hear a door open. Yeah. Footsteps. And I really, really wanted it to be Origin Man <laughs> to come in and say, Dad? <laughs> Dad? But no! It's old Claudia. And she says, Hello, Jonas. Credits. Yeah. Beautiful. So before we get into the finale, yes. Thought I would compile a nice little halftime list of family members killing each other in dark. <laughs> nice. Nice. Old Helga kills himself attempting to kill mid-Helga in season one, episode 10. So that counts because you are your own family, right? Totally. Yes. Yes. Especially in Winden. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Young Noah kills his father, Bartosh, season two, episode one with the pickaxe. Oh, yeah. I never even thought about that. Thought about that. Noah kills his great-grandmother, Claudia, in season two, episode three. And in my notes from the rewatch, I said that old Claudia, Obi-Wan Kenobi is the fuck out that man. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Meaning she's just dropping majorly insightful knowledge on Noah (laughs) right before she gets killed. Totally. Or this here, our meeting, you and your gun, only part of a game you still don't know how to play. If you were really free, you'd have a choice. (laughs) And then she kind of smiles and takes the shotgun and dies, but she's become more powerful than Noah could possibly imagine. Yeah. I mean, what was cool, what was cool about this whole last episode is you started to see nobody dies. Everybody dies at their oldest point, right? For the most part, except for Martha. For the most part. But everything was consistent in that sense. And I like that, except for the multi-characters we had to deal with. That's also what I liked about that Claudia on Claudia confrontation, mm-hmm. where she was like, did you ever meet my old self? Yeah. Oh, well, then I must not have a use for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me anything. Claudia was a force, man. Claudia, what a yeah. character. Mm, yeah. Very important. The white devil. The secret weapon. 
turned out to be the center of attention the whole time. Mid-Claudia kills her father Egon in Season 2, Episode 7. Agnes kills her brother Noah in Season 2, Episode 8. Tronte kills Regina, although it's not actually his daughter. Spoiler alert! Yeah. But old Claudia did tell him to do it, so I'm going to count it. Season 3, Episode 2. Pauline kills her daughter Katarina, Season 3, Episode 5. And Scar Jonas kills his mother Hannah, Season 3, Episode 7. So traumatic. So much trauma. So traumatic. <laughs> Did we find out who Regina's dad is? That's going into episode eight, right? This was. I'm perplexed. Very, very end spoiler from the very final scene. We learn it. Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. Which we can talk about when we get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. It's fucked up. We'll it's fucked up. Yeah. Got a lot yeah. of questions about that. So yeah, we'll, we'll I get know. There. We'll have to do our little unanswered questions thing at the end. So you didn't know this information from your family tree on the family tree it says tronta's the father no the family tree has got yeah oh so it's a lie and i'm even thinking that maybe in eva and adam's world tronta is the father that's what must be it right yeah is that it was just an origin world thing we'll get there Cold open, Mickle's writing a suicide note and hangs himself. Young Jonas awakens from a dream. Every journey has a beginning, but yours has no end. It goes on forever and ever. I'm here to finally make your journey come to an end, says old Claudia. Adam is confused. Claudia is dead. He had her killed. You still have no idea how this game is played, says old Claudia. That's her go-to move. Yeah. <laughs> Claudia says neither Adam or Eva's world should have existed, and the origin is an origin, man. It lies in the third world. Our thinking is shaped by dualities, black, white, light, and shadow, your world and Eva's world, but that's wrong. Nothing is complete without a third dimension. Adam says, the Triketra? There is a third world? The origin world that birthed the knot is where H.G. Tanhouse is working in the bunker on his time machine. Instead of saving his family, he split and destroyed his world, creating the other two. Old Claudia says they must prevent time travel from being invented in the first place. We have our quest. Good call to Jake for calling this early on. Talk to me. Dude, I'm the theory maker. I am the predictor. 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 You said there needed to be a third world, Jake. I think that was the second podcast we did. The tri-catcher symbol has been in our face the entire time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? I mean, it, it just felt like the logical place it had to go. And they teased at it at the top of the previous episode with the three boxes that then boiled down to the two parallels, right? And the two options. Okay, that's a revelation to me. that this, But that wasn't the way that the story was going to close, right? I was still perplexed as to how they were going to resolve all of this. Yeah, that was a good scene, too, as far as um, Adam. Every time you've seen Adam, like he looks like he's just like all knowing, knows what he's doing, knows what the plan is, and like is the orchestrator of, of everything. Right. And this is the first time. Shit. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> time where you just see him just like deer in the headlights, just like, what? 
Well, it goes to show you, though, that the thing is, is like, if he didn't see it in the future, he can't know it. Exactly, right? man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy spent 66 years building time machines he already saw at one point. Right. It's all he does. It's taken forever to do it, right? It's not like he's really good at it. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Here, you better give him this item. He's never going to catch up to this without it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start using that in like my daily. Um, if I'm like in an argument with someone, I'll just be like, "No, I'm right. I've seen it in the future." In the future. <laughs> 2053 Adam's world. Adam and old Claudia enter the destroyed sick Mundus lair. Old Claudia had to keep everything on track until this moment, and for the first time, something is new. Adam and Eva upheld the knot, creating themselves forever anew. In Eva's world, old Eva lectures young Eva, you carry both worlds inside of you. Origin Man gives everyone their lives alternately in each of the two worlds. Then Origin Man comes in, and young Origin Man gives his mama a hug. <laughs> yeah. Mama. Still didn't say a word, though. Nah. And didn't crack. We actually had four Origin Men together at that point, including in <laughs> utero. Oh, yeah, you're going to go there. going to go Nirvana style. <laughs> <laughs> Time and again, she'll do all she can to ensure he lives. Everything you and Eva have done in this knot and will do over and over again, you did out of love. And yet you have brought nothing but pain and suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Eva's just trying to protect her baby. Jonas is just trying to get Martha back. But they caused all this bullshit. Mid-Eva brings young Eva a change of clothes and the gun she will use to kill young Jonas. And then we see her trembling in the green room before her big entrance. I like this reversal of the camera on this moment. 2053, Adam's world. You and Eva, the two of you should have never existed, old Claudia says. She spent 33 years looking for answers in both worlds. Discovered that some people in Winden aren't connected to the mind-bending family tree. If you remove the knot, you destroy all that was born out of it, but you keep everything alive that already existed in the origin world. We see Regina's grave in 2020, where slightly older Claudia has told Tranta he is not Regina's father and dispatches him to kill Regina. Claudia lied to everyone to save Regina in the origin world so that everyone in this knot stayed in the dark. <laughs> the tale. I liked it. That was a pretty good ex explanation. Yes. Like, yeah. We didn't totally get how she figured out that there was an origin world. Right, right. But we do know that she actually was, you know, double agenting quite well. Exceptionally well. And like you say, this was a case of, I mean, there's a lot of exposition going on in this episode. And some of it's kind of hard to follow. But this was, I thought, very satisfying storytelling. Yeah, I was a fan. The idea of her spending 33 years looking at the family tree and then being like, wait, why doesn't Regina ever time travel? Kind of what you did for three weeks. Kind of like me, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if I'd only put a couple more years into it. Maybe yeah. I would have figured it out before the yeah. finale. <laughs> Needed a time machine. <laughs> the whole, like, who is in the knot, who's not in the knot was kind of confusing me like i like pulled up the family tree again and was trying to like you know see who was involved and who wasn't and i mean i guess the 
final uh, final scene kind of cleared that up a little bit more but well the best part was when they showed the family tree and they revealed who like helga doppler's baby mama was and i said not important yeah it actually kind of was important. It w- it was important that it wasn't important. Yes, exactly. And who was that? Who was this baby mama? It was some random person, but it just meaning that like that there's people outside, outside of the chaos. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And that right. that's who we should be paying attention to because all of the endless time travel loops aren't real. They'd just given the Regina story so much weight throughout the whole series. You were wondering ultimately why Claudia was so important. But knowing she had a strong role to play, but Regina was also super f- important, and we really had no idea why. And, and to top it off, we were misled into thinking Tronte was her father. We see a split screen of Ulrich emerging from the cave in both worlds. He's going to look for Helga to bludgeon him to death with a rock in both 1953 and 1986. Old Claudia says there is no free will in either world. That. Both worlds are the same, equally damned. In Eva's world, the wallpaper is yellow, and old Helga beats Ulrich to death with a crowbar, takes the pennies. Slightly older Claudia is running the chair experiments and moving the chess pieces in Eva's world. Old Claudia has found the loophole. During the apocalypse, time stands still and change is possible. Eva knows about this loophole and uses it to create the split Jonas and split Eva that we have been trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with that, why there are so many of them this whole season. Old Claudia also knows about it and uses it to come see Adam, tells him to send young Jonas and young Eva on one last path to the origin world. Adam re-enters the house where he had just killed Martha. Super awkward. (laughs) Hey, so that, like, wasn't me. I know it looks just like me. It's been a couple years, man. Uh, My bad. I'll explain everything. Or just, like, comes in, like, oh, sorry, I forgot my sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The question isn't what time, but which world? A little flip on that original line by Mickle. Yeah, not where, but when. Adam says Jonas doesn't have to become Adam and has to be trusted. He sends young Jonas to intercept young Eva, says it's just as much Eva's fault. I like that. It's her fault, too. (laughs) We're co-parents. They must go to the origin world together as two parts of a whole. What we know is a drop. What we don't know is an ocean. Old Claudia tells slightly less old Claudia the final plan. Jonas grabs young Eva, who is stunned to see him alive. This Jonas doesn't even know her, but she's pregnant with his baby. It's June 21st, 1986 in Adam's world, and they have to stop Tanhouse. Adam goes to Eva's lair with a gun and looks at the diptych before burning it, then goes to her god particle machine. Jonas explains to young Eva that they caused the loop. They are the mistake, the glitch in the matrix, and they must destroy their worlds. Adam goes to see old Eva. I know why you're here. Yeah, baby! Thought I was about to go down. The moment I've been waiting for. (laughs) Old Eva and old Adam face to face. I saw this. I was just like, oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) Old Eva has accepted her death. She tries to Obi-Wan Adam. But Adam drops the bullets on the ground. Eva's in disbelief. Adam says, life is a labyrinth. There is no escape. But understanding lies at the center. 
They are responsible for this never-ending deja vu, and so they must end it. He explains that Tanhouse's desperation and pain is the origin, that their younger selves must prevent everything from being created. Eva cries as she and Adam touch foreheads, lame, and then hug. Lame. Mm. Come on! Origin man needs a brother. Now that they're <laughs> exiting, they're they're all made up. Yeah. They put None that stuff them. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't hate you anymore. After 66 years, they finally understand, you know, Jake? It's how long breakups should last. I mean, why did they hate each other so much? They didn't even hate each other. Like I said last episode, Eva is a step ahead of Adam pretty much this whole time. I know, but if they were the perfect match... And we're supposed to believe, see, this is where I fall back again on Jonah's story, the impetus for Jonas's story, the desires, right? He can't uh, let go of. It's not for Martha. It's to, to undo the father's death, you know, because he spends the whole show at war with Martha. They even change their names. <laughs> They're like, I'm so hiding from you. Yeah. I'm putting on a pseudonym. I'm I'm moving to another time zone. And I mean like <laughs> time zone. just a whole like a hundred years ago to get away from you. You know, you could put your put your portraits of us on the wall and stare at those. And she's like, I'm all about the boy now. Okay. She got full custody. Yeah, I got full custody. He's <laughs> traveling through worlds. You got your time zones. I got multiple worlds. And now we're going to play this chess game until the, <laughs> for all eternity. I don't, so it's clearly, what's his impulse? Well, I think his impulse isn't, like, I don't think he sees that Martha or Eva as his Martha. Because she's right. the one. For, and it's not right. the same Jonas that went. And made the baby. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't really have any connection to this Martha. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know she existed for a super long time. Until exactly. she showed up in 1888 when he's right. full Tesla mode. Right. And then that didn't go well. Right. That first impression. So, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, yeah, I like she, that detail. Like, how was he. You know, they, they play that up well later in the episode. So you think it's the memory, it's the loss. The same, it's the death, right? The the unexpected death. A lot of characters, you can, like, pinpoint one thing that, like, they're traumatized about. But for him, I think it's a series of things. I mean, including his father. But and let's then just, just remember. happens to everyone, you know? Like, he's kind of bearing the weight of the whole city, it feels like, or the whole town. Yeah. They're all, they were only together, like, a month. Like if that right, like what what do we put in their uh, relationship? Yeah, but those those early high school relationships, man, you just think <laughs> yeah, they're, they're so last, intense right off the bat. They're gonna yeah. last a lifetime, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Maze? He had his father his whole life. I'm with you. I mean, so young Jonas's goal is to save his father and save Martha. Yes, and then mid Jonas's goal is to kind of like undo that first try he wanted a duo and save mickle and save martha again and then adam after he got destroyed twice essentially and he's been through 66 years of rebuilding time machines without instructions he's just trying to find a way to kill himself (laughs) totally don't you two find you now he just knows that he has to keep everything on script and he has to do everything that already happened to him he has to ensure that it happens 
because he thinks that he can destroy everything. Right. Which he believes is Origin Man. Kill my own son. I killed my mother. It doesn't totally stack up because, like, even mid-Jonas is naive. The first death of naivete feels like it happens to Jonas, like, really late. Yeah. So you think he lost his innocence first? <laughs> Skip this. He lost his innocence, you know, that one night with Martha. <laughs> he lost his innocence when he got home from the when he had to go to the psychiatric ward, dude. We don't know. I mean, he could have he could have gone down to Benny's trailer. Then he comes home point. and Bartosh is taking his woman, dude. I would have just stomped out Bartosh. Forget this. Yeah, seriously. You know, then he makes Bartosh pay for years and years and years. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you a wife from the future. I'm gonna bring you to the forest where it rains. <laughs> oh man, that's another thought I had on Bartosh and Celia giving birth in like the 1900s, early 1900s. They have access to time travel, and they're choosing to <laughs> yes. give birth in like 1910. Like, well, remember they're like, stuck in 1910, right? Because Celia, she's right. Celia is not revealing that she has access. What you're saying is the marriage should have allowed them, you know, given him a little access to the machine. Yeah, or maybe just, you know, like at like eight and a half, nine months, just time travel to 2020 yeah, really you. quick, get some state-of-the-art medical care yeah. and come back. Let's just go grab a steak, check out a Duran Duran concert. I'll bet you that's what Hannah did. <laughs> dude, Hannah didn't Oh, Hannah shit. for sure, She yeah. definitely time traveled to the oh, future dude. for her delivery. Hannah's like getting <laughs> Facebook shares, <laughs> getting that portfolio rocking. <laughs> Jumping back to 1920, hooking up. <laughs> oh, man. Jonas and Martha are in the tunnel when HG runs his experiment, creating a bridge between all three worlds. Now it's interstellar, Jake, and Jonas and Martha are in an endless light hallway. Yes. Fully interstellar. Totally what I thought. A neat little echo here of the scene when they drop back to Martha having to walk in the room with the gun. There was this kind of these tunnel ideas going mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Very, very nice. Strange. They both appear to each other as children. Dabs. They eventually back into each other in an infinite light tunnel and discover the third branch of the bridge. Jonas uses the orb and they dissolve into golden light. H.G. Tanhouse is arguing with his son about taking over the store. It's raining. Merrick Tanhouse is super pissed. He insists on leaving with Sonia. The drop ocean line is referenced. You may know everything about Einstein Rosenbridges, but you don't know shit about me, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little underwhelming. Exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> Not trauma. It's just teen angst. Yeah. 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 As a grown ass man, Jonas and young Eva appear in the middle of the road, nearly causing Merrick to crash. They tell him the bridge is closed. Reference the drop ocean line again, stopping him in his tracks. Merrick reconsiders and heads back to HG's shop. Merrick thinks he's met a pair of angels. They, he makes up with his dad. They hug. Trauma avoided. We did it, everyone. No more trauma in the world. You think it worked? Jonas asks. <laughs> 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 they talk about seeing each other in the light tunnel. Young Eva wonders if they ever existed or if it was just a dream. They start to dissolve into light. 
We're a perfect match. Never believe anything else. Jonas still using the same pickup line. <laughs> hey, man, if it's not broke, don't yeah. fix it. Surely. He tried negging that one time and, and told her they weren't a good match. Yeah, just that one time. <laughs> and we've got a cover of What a Wonderful World playing. Adam and Eva dissolve holding hands in front of the painting. Tesla Jonas, Min Martha, and slightly old Claudia also dissolve. Claudia sheds a tear. And then we're back at the house. Once again, Jake, you said it's all about the house. You were correct. Regina's dad is... Dun-dun-dun. Burn Doppler? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? That was a what the fuck. I had to, like, rewind it and pause it. I didn't understand. Which makes the scene of him giving her, like, Ten yes. German dollars. A little creepy. The Tudor well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like mid-40s and she's 12, 13. She's a little advanced in her thinking. <laughs> oh, man. So who the fuck knows how she that works? She was curious, curious young girl. Yeah, precocious. I don't but like thinking in that direction, though, you know? So I'm thinking maybe what? Two, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen? <laughs> no way. I don't know. No way. I'm sure he waited a few more years before and Claudia was pretty old mom. You know what? Maybe it was just an inter-office romance. Could be. Could be. It was nuclear. He owned the company. She was uh second in charge. They had chemistry. Okay. She they were always there. They had chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum entanglement, Eden. Yes. Caught in a knot. If her parents both owned the power plant, why is she in the shittiest house in the neighborhood? Great question. Well, maybe Claudia and Burned are living happily ever after in the Doppler Mansion, Corey. Was that her home? Yeah, maybe. Was that Regina's home? I believe so, because you had her family photo up there. Yeah, it was like yes, her family point. picture, good so point. we just, yeah. just kind of assumed it I was. I didn't get to rewatch that scene. So it's Regina's house. Peter is with Benny. Awesome. Hannah is with Torben Wohler, our guy. <laughs> Even more awesome. <laughs> Katarina is there, six wheeling for some reason. Spin Me Round is playing in the background once again. And as Wohler is about to share about <laughs> how his eye got fucked up, lightning strikes, total blackout. So mad about that. Wow. <laughs> so they did that just to mess with us. <laughs> Nice touch. I had stopped thinking about just, it already. I was just super stoked that they brought it back full circle yes. to that. Like, <laughs> to the point where I didn't even need a, like a response for it. I'm just like, ah, yes, you haven't forgot about this. Good comedy. <laughs> Hannah is hypnotized by the yellow raincoat. Says she has deja vu. Had a dream where everything was dark and the world ended. It was just dark. And it never became light again. No today, no tomorrow, nothing. Very dramatic. Katarina says she would wish for a world without Winden. She still hates it. Even though Ulrich doesn't exist, she still hates it. <laughs> they cheers. The lights come back on. Hannah is pregnant again. This girl is so fertile. She looks at the raincoat and thinks that Jonas is a beautiful name. The end. So Jonas does exist in Origin World. Just as a dream. Okay, so... Regina exists, but Claudia doesn't. But Claudia's in the picture, so she has to exist. Claudia exists. So Claudia and I guess Egon. Yeah, right. Are the only ones that exist in this world. 
that are like one of our major characters from the other worlds. Yeah, they weren't created as a result of the knot. Right. Yeah, but neither was like, where's Ulrich? Ulrich is part of the loop. We can do that now if you want. <laughs> as long as we're going to get to it. Wait. It's pretty on point. It's pretty much just these six. I mean, that's why they created that scene. It's like anybody you're not seeing except for the person directly responsible for that person. So, for example... Katarina's mother, abusive mother, must still exist. Yep. So the parentage is true, that as it was established in the show. Because, like you said, she's the daughter of Claudia and Doppler. Okay, so like no Tronti. So no Ulrich, yeah. No Tronta, so none of the Nielsens, no Ulrich, no Martha, no Nihilist Magnus, no Mikkel, therefore no Jonas, no Bartosh. Bartosh, yeah. Wait, why no Bar- why no Bartosh? One of my biggest lingering questions, what's up with Alexander? We get no explanation. Oh, that was my yeah. big question. But he's not in the house. That yeah. was the expectation for me was that was going to play out to be something super important in the way that the HD time machine was so important. I, I thought something big was coming there. And so to have it unanswered completely was 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 a little strange. And when HG was building the time machine, I thought that he was going to somehow end up playing a major role, being the original sick Mundus dude and starting that whole yeah. loop in the 1820s or whatever we were talking about, which also, you know, kind of gets tossed aside. But like they could have kept doing more episodes <laughs> and spinning the web out further. Because he came out of the cave, right? Did he come out of the cave? Alexander, we don't even know where he came from. He's literally just like walking through the woods and there's like a helicopter noise and like dogs. Yeah, See, I always just, assumed. found him running through the forest. Yeah, I guess part of me wondered if he had come through the cave. But he just came from being on the lamb. Apparently he was just from another town and just accidentally killed yeah. someone and that's it. But he certainly seemed yeah. to know a lot. Yeah, and it's interesting that he's not in this iteration at the end. Which means he was a part of the whole puzzle. He was part of the knot in some way, if he doesn't exist. Yeah, because he was necessary for Bartosh. Yeah. And obviously Charlotte and uh, Elizabeth can't exist in this world, so that's why Peter is just happily with Benny. <laughs> I love that Peter's with Benny and that Hannah yeah. is with Wooler. It's just like, oh man, that's great. The Wooler's coming up! Wooler is a low-key MVP. Yeah! yeah. Six-man award. He's probably the chief of police, too, since since Hannah's all about policemen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and there's no Ulrich and no Charlotte. No Charlotte in he the way. He definitely yeah. fills in there. Third man up. In a lot of ways, Jake, this was the psych ward ending. Yeah, I felt so. Psych ward vibe, yeah. Everything that happened in the three seasons sprung out of... One divergence and then turned itself into an endless, impenetrable knot. We're not going to worry too hard about how if H.G. Tanhouse never invents time travel, then how do time travelers stop him from inventing time travel? We're just going to let that one go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great puzzle. I mean, the, the, the things they pulled together over the course of the last two episodes was remarkable. Sure. They closed a ton of loops. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seven yeah. was incredible in that respect. That was dazzling in its way. I wouldn't say the episode landed in a 
big way for me as a finale. I thought it was good. I thought it was smartly done. I thought it had some very nice touches. The emotional component was strong, but I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by the, the, the choices that were made. Adam and Eva coming together, I, I felt a little sentimental and weird, you know? Well, kind of inevitable to me just to yeah. have that moment, but... It worked. It's not that it... I guess I was... I don't know. Yeah. Well, they didn't really throw any big twist at us in like the second no. half of this episode. No, they really didn't, right? No, it was all. it was really all about the denouement at that point. Old Claudia comes in and gives her exposition about how yeah. she did it and what needs to be done. And then it's kind of just having that happen. After seven, I was like, all right, it kind of feels like the only way this can end is if they actually untie this knot. I guess maybe that's what it was. It's the fact that the storytelling relied so much on actually telling story for so much of this series. And then it's like when it, it comes to reveal time, they write the chapter like Agatha Christie, where she's like, so first I noticed this and then I noticed this and this is why this happened and this is why this happened and this is how it all works together. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, okay, yeah, it works. I would have liked to have been shown some of that along the way. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing that HG gets his family back, but definitely. HG was he he was turned a corner when they got back home. He made some choices. He's like, I'm gonna talk a little more, work a little less. I'm gonna engage <laughs> with people. I'm gonna stop living inside my head. My boy needs me. My granddaughter <laughs> needs me. And you know what? My daughter-in-law, she likes me right now. <laughs> she's a fan yeah sonia was super chill i kept going what should i make some tea cup of tea <laughs> i like seven a lot more i liked watching both of them i guess I, i'm glad we didn't do like seven and then do a podcast and then do eight you needed it yeah it was, yeah, it was almost like a double episode between connecting a lot of dots and jumping all over time like fucking bonkers yes it was I mean, just like yeah it was like a race to like fill you in on everything and then that final montage with 10 minutes left him killing hannah shocked me obviously there was the tension when she came in and and that was a move that genuinely surprised me in terms of the story yeah, uh, I was expecting that either. right but there weren't a lot of big surprises in in eight no it was just, it, like Maya said, it was all at the beginning. In fact, it was kind of a slow episode. Like like I told you, he, I, was, like, I split it into two and it wasn't that hard to do. I was kind of hoping for another scene after the mm -hmm. Jonas's house where mm -hmm. they just go, they just like pan around a psych ward and there's everyone that was <laughs> in the loop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just all like chilling. <laughs> playing chess with themselves and <laughs> just adam and eva playing chess yeah like old ulrich screaming and right Claudia no wrinkles screaming. no cut no scars right no time yeah. travel scars no no self-inflicted scars old claudia yelling at birds <laughs> eden how do you feel about the end it was good i think i was like ready for it to wrap though as i said in the chat i was getting really tired of those speeches that just were like <laughs> super yes. duper repetitive yes. it's just like by the end it was like I, I everyone's just lying i don't right i don't i don't even it's like they all they're all meaningless all these speeches about like light and dark the not right. origin I was just like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Let's not have any, let's not do any more of these. I just need to see some action at some point. And we did get that. 
and it was well wrapped up. I did enjoy that. I do agree that the origin story was a bit anticlimactic, but it was a good like tie up. I feel yeah, yeah. Like I don't satisfying. have anything to complain about. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I wouldn't. They didn't fail in any way. Yeah. No. I do think that overall, I'm just wondering if there was a better way to present things than all of the speeches. Like I've always complained, like my minor complaint with the show was always like, I don't know what anyone's objective is. If that was like painted a little more clear throughout just all of this season, I think it could have been a little more compelling, but I also kind of get why they did it this way. All of the repetition kind of becomes the show having a philosophy. Yeah. If you want to apply the dark philosophy to real life, I do think there is some interesting thought processes. You can go through that just in terms of the stuff we've talked about of like sure. not being able to change the past and your your older self right. not changing things for your younger self, instead like guiding it and the inevitability of determinism, like we talked about so much with devs and all that. And so I think that is there, but it is, it's like quadruple underline. It's like every episode they come back and, and underline it and highlight yeah. it again and circle it with an infinity loop. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think it's ultimately a show about processing grief and trauma, right. you know, because essentially if you linger on the trauma or the grief if you can't release the grief you cannot advance or it's to consume you yeah yeah you'll just be trapped up in a loop yeah 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 everyone is motivated by their trauma and mm-hmm. trying to fix it or make it better everybody wants to undo, undo what went wrong happened, right? right yeah and it all starts from one guy's trauma one guy trying to undo it and then it branches off right. into Infinity. Yeah, I did like that aspect for sure. Yeah, and what Adam learns is you can undo it. So I just want to break the whole machine. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be here. Yeah, I don't want to be here. That's the point. Yeah, the way to kill myself. Like the whole show is like, I just want to end this. He wants to shut the passage. He wants to break the baby in half. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he tries to end everything. But yeah, that was just my one minor complaint was a a lot of, and it it was like, they just didn't serve that much purpose by, and I was just fed up by the end. Just the speeches. So many. (laughs) You didn't, what you know is a drop. What you don't. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was ultimately a really fun watch though. Yes. Yes, I agree. Before we rate it, which is important, do we want to do everybody pick? Favorite character? Ooh, this is hard. Tough one. Corey, we'll start with you. I think it's probably still the same, right? Wooler? <laughs> is is Wooler <laughs> yeah. still your guy? Absolutely Wooler. Come on. No, hold on, hold on. I'll think of a, a rational one. I'm ready to go if you want to think. Uh, I think it's Claudia. I think it's got to be. Weapon. Yeah. Secret weapon of the whole show. I, she was so good, too. I mean, that mid-Claudia was phenomenal actress and a great character really strong second act for her in this third season and remember her going to the library that was the best and working with the technology come on come on how do you yes (laughs) there's no (laughs) that scene alone (laughs) so good 
<laughs> very adaptable. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, I did like at the end where it was like, she kind of was her own agent. Yes, she won. And I mean, that's the other thing, right? They kept referring to it as a game. Yeah, with two. Don't know how this game is played. But pawns pawns on the chessboard. I really liked Claudia's push as well, but I will just mix it up. I'll stick with my guy Noah. He didn't really get to shine as much in season Uh, three. But I love Noah. Young Noah did have some powerhouse scenes with Jonas. Noah was consistently fascinating. And his last episode, well, seven especially, really showed like a lot of his motivations yes. and how he wasn't as evil as he was portrayed to be, you know? Yeah, he was manipulated. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, that was a beautiful, that was a great reveal. Like him walking into the tavern, knowing he was going to have to confront himself. Yeah, strong he scene. played that so well. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so I, for me, Maze, that's that's easy number two. And they were mesmerizing characters. That was very lost light. Your sense of the Noah was a little bit like your Sawyer, how it evolved. Mm, like you could, yeah, he's the bad boy that's the actually bad guy who just you a end good up dad. Like, totally is your favorite character four seasons later. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you didn't love like every line they gave him in those first two seasons, but you're like, how did I've never had a show turn a character so credibly in the other direction so skillfully and they there was a bit of noah in in that treatment this season adam just handing him the bible was kind of funny too he's like you're gonna need this yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> totally right i was going to go with noah as well before you said that claudia is also up there tesla jonas mid jonas that actor really does something for yeah, me yeah that's as well. what i was i was gonna say like can i just go with like one iteration of jonas <laughs> <laughs> overall he was pretty whiny <laughs> no yeah tesla jonas was uh was great and then tan house yeah tan house for like ultimate result of all of it i guess like he's a huge part but at the same time i don't know watching through like season one and two just he didn't seem that useful i guess like he just was kind of handed things and then converted them into whatever. Like he didn't really create, I guess, as much as I thought he could have, I guess. And to conclude our coverage of dark, it is time to rate season three. I threw down a rating for two and so did you. You and I were both at an eight and a half for two. Okay. Good reference point. All right. Good. It's possible. I would elevate two to a nine after the rewatch too. I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Because I was even more impressed watching it the second time, how artfully it was done. I might have to give season three. See, it's funny because eight and a half feels more appropriate to me for season three maze. I don't think it was it as good as season yeah, two. So you can't um, go eight and a half. So I wouldn't give it a nine. But I would, I would, I would take season two to a nine and bring this to an at an eight and a half because the thing is I can't take the season out of the whole picture. Yeah, and the whole series was so good, and I wouldn't want the season to fall under a nine overall. You know, as I, I do, I think it's that well done. I mean, there's so many things 
beyond the story that were so well executed, the production, the, the, the casting, acting, yeah. the cast, every, uh, I mean, just the cinematography, the, the, the many sets, the, 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 the time jumps. So, and they did everything really, really well, you know, and, and you're more invested on a story level emotionally than you were with devs. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's also because there's, you spent so much more time there. Yeah. But I think right away, you, we had a lot of questions about those characters and devs. Totally. <laughs> there was no one quite. I mean, our favorite guy was Jamie. Eden's white knight. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I, one thing that is pretty interesting about Dark is that our guy, Baron Bo Odar. What? Who's that? Directed every single episode. Yes. Yes. Which is such an accomplishment. And it's the type of vision and control and command that you need in order to execute something like this. Yes. And the guys on the watch said, like, this is probably the most impressive, like, fully executed directorial effort since S-Mail on Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I keep falling in and out of, you know? <laughs> it's like, yes, I feel like this story holds together much better than Mr. Robot. For sure. So I'm going to give season three a nine. Okay. I'm also going to do what you did and bump season two up to a nine. Yeah. So we're all going nines for season two, and then yeah, you and Eden are going eight and a half for season three. I know. You know, man, Mace, now that you put it that way... I feel like two maybe should be a nine and a half and three should be a nine. Oh, well. Maybe that's the best representation for this show in terms of the ratings. Because there were still some very exhilarating moments mm-hmm. watching this season. And, you know, I would do the thing where I would just watch two at a time and not take notes yep. and then go go yep. back and take notes. And the yep. first pass definitely... You know, when Origin Man is fucking shit up and when they showed me the family tree and all this stuff, I'm getting I'm getting hyped. I was getting very excited. And I'm like, yeah, this show tapped into something that I deeply enjoyed. So we're not going to see something at this level for a while. I don't think over three seasons, putting aside the, the speeches and the telling and not showing in the in the back end here i still think that they sewed it all up so well is remarkable achievement that's the other thing i heard too right is not only was it he's the director's wife was the main writer on the series right yeah they wrote it together you know when you look over at westworld you're like yeah this is way way better than westworld this is their triplet with the cleft palate yeah <laughs> they've worked together know? on this together yeah for a long they, time. there was the other three right so you had the three of the origin yes, people, yes, yes, right? That's yes. kind of why I was asking. Well, the three, the 33 years, the three versions of a lot of the characters. Did maybe the boy go to the origin world for some reason? Because we never actually saw him. I was really convinced at one point that the giant abortion was actually just going to cause him to appear all three at the same yep. time. Oh, right. yeah. That was an interesting theory. When Adam was like, oh, I did like... Why aren't I dissolving? And then you hear footsteps. I'm like, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> yes. His son's about to kill him. <laughs> but alas. I'm sticking to 8.5. I just can't go that high because there were moments where I was like, we can we can move this along. Yes. Episode six. I'm just going to call it out. <laughs> and that's why I think it's not a 10 ultimately yeah. for me. 
but I'm when I'm thinking about what else I've seen, what else we see, what's recently great and That's just true. good. This is, yeah. this, I think this merits a nine. It's so ambitious. Well, and I it think really, you guys rate higher than me generally, though, <laughs> maybe, anyway. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. usually a half point behind y'all, so this is like business as usual for us. <laughs> like, this is way better than Ozark for anybody, like, looking for a, a, a series to binge, right? <laughs> yeah, way better. Way and better. Ozark's eminently watchable. I mean, at times, Maze, this is on par with Saul. Man, I don't know. Think about it. I'm not totally there. They're hard to compare, too. They're super hard to compare. I mean... Yeah. I'm not comparing them in terms of what they're doing, just in the quality. In terms of, like, execution, yeah. I don't think they're quite there, just because I think Saul is at such a high level. Just in terms of, like, the talent pool of the actors, for example. Yeah. Like, if they had access to hollywood actors or what would be better dude this cast was incredible you can't beat this cast i mean all they had really had to do was like look confused and like still kind of whine still. sometimes there wasn't like tremendous range being displayed by anybody <laughs> That's true. Like, yeah. jonas is just very Wine. angsty and whiny okay. and Bartosz is angsty and whiny yeah. like okay. it worked because it was like a mood you know yeah but there's yeah, no yeah. like racy horn like should have been emmy winning star turn performance well that's a difference in the story choice though yeah and it's because you have multiple actors playing the same character and i think there were killer moments throughout this show when you know i think of the scene where jonas walks in and or downstairs but he comes into the house and he sees michael his father right and he already knows michael thinks he's seeing jonas from that world who's just come home early from a party, but Jonas knows he's looking at his dead father, who's alive again. I thought that was an incredible moment. There were a number of those scenes that were, I thought, super effective. Well, we agree, and I guess we'll come back to it at the end of the year, see where it fits in the whole thing. We're going to miss it, right? Yeah, for sure. Come on. This has basically been the only show that I've been watching, like, other than I May Destroy You. Like, I've fully dove into this and yeah it was a lot of fun to take it piece by piece and break it down with my guests jake hoy eden lou and Corey hammond and we'll see you in another life brother <laughs> good times it's been fun that was guys. A fun breakdown yeah. for sure it could be noah can you walk Excuse me.